Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, hope, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Ooh, my God. This Shannon, I'm going to declare the same thing. This is the best day of my life so far. Ooh, come on, y'all. This is the best day of my life so far. Oh, my God. I love that, this Shannon. This is the best day of my life so far. Will you declare that? Will you put that in the comments? Our sister, the Shannon, is starting a fire. This is the best day of my life so far. Ooh, come on, y'all. Send his hands. Send his hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holding is true. Shut Tammy. Yeah, go for it. Because I know with copyrights, we have to be able to do it. Thank you, Lord.
for the sovereignty of God. We thank you for the truth of God. We thank you for justice. We thank you, Father God, for your joy. We thank you, Father God, that we are planted by, like trees by the rivers of water, Lord God. I thank you that the Holy Spirit flows through us. We thank you, Lord God, that we remain in you and you remain in us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for pruning us so we can bear much fruit. We thank you, Lord God, and we trust you. For you said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not get weary. Lord, I thank you for wisdom. I thank you that I will not be wise in my own eyes. I thank you for godly counsel. I thank you for wise friends, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that we hunger and thirst for righteousness like never before. I thank you, Lord God, our children hunger and thirst for righteousness like never before. I thank you, Father God, for restored marriages. I thank you for restored restoring family. I thank you, Father God, for the doors open, the keys open. Father God, I thank you for the windows open over our lives, Lord God. I thank you for opening doors that no man can shut and providing divine opportunities for us. I thank you, Lord God, that we slow down. We slow down and we stop rushing, Lord God, and that we realize how important, my God, timing is to you, Lord God. I thank you that we see more of your power. I thank you, Father God, that the hospitals are being cleared out, Lord God, because there is divine manifestation of healing, Lord God. I thank you for the resurrection of the dead. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for giving us the power to trample on servants, serpents and cast out demons. I thank you, Lord God, that we will not be timid or fearful. Lord God, that you did not give us a spirit of fear. I thank you, Father God, that we are anxious for nothing, that we are putting everything before you in prayer. Remembering, Father God, that you told us that if there was a mountain, we could speak to the mountain and it be removed. So we speak to the mountain of cancer and we command you to go today in the name of Jesus. And we speak to the mountain of depression and we take, command you to go to the name of Jesus. And we speak to the mountain of fear and command you to go in the name of Jesus. And we speak to the mountain of worry and command you to go today in the name of Jesus. Jesus, my God, overwhelm us with the truth in your word. You said if we remain in you, Father God, we can ask for absolutely anything according to your word. So I thank you, Lord God, for more healing. And I thank you, Lord God, for more wealth. And I thank you, Father God, for more power. And I thank you, Father God, for more strength. And I thank you, Father God, for more of your love. And I thank you, Father God, that I'm becoming more familiar with you, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for giving me more territory, enlarge my territory, increase my capacity to do more for you, Lord God. You told me to open my mouth wide and you'll feel it, Lord God. So I open my mouth wide in great expectation, Lord God. And I thank you, you are filling it with good and godly things. I thank you, Father God, for today is our daily bread. Ooh, and I thank you for my daily bread. And I thank you for my reasonable portion of health, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God. Everything in my life aligns with your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. This will be the best day of my life so far. Oh, my God. Yeah, increase my capacity to know more of you. This will be the best day of my life so far. Do me a favor if you're just logging on to the devotional, share the devotional, put it on your timeline, put it up in your story, um, copy, paste, tell somebody, come in and come join us today. We thank you, Father God, for all you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I want to share a quick testimony, and then I want to talk to you about the divine timing, right? God has started speaking to us last week about being marked for his glory, and I understand. I just, I watch him how he set up 
Yeah, Sheree, let the blessing be rich over your life. Oh, my God. You got too much seed in the ground, Sheree, for the blessing not to be rich over your life. So I thank you, Lord God, that the blessing is rich over Sheree's life in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, and that the glory of God is being revealed in your life. The Lord has been speaking to me about uh, the divine time. Did I say good morning, Josiah? I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't know. Good morning, champ. Oh, I couldn't remember if I spoke. Um, the, the, I want to talk to you about divine timing. Um, and I want to talk to you, but I want to share a testimony. A woman of God um, shared this with me. And she told me, she said, I want you to share this. She said, um, she was just explaining to me that lately they had just kind of been in some strange financial places. But the Lord had been putting on her at the first of every month to sow $100, like into this ministry, right? And uh, she has been faithful to do it. And she says, she, she understands the power of the seed. Tammy says something so powerful, and this is not for your money. This is for you to understand the power of God in your life. So she said every month the Lord had just, she been feeling pressed to put $100 aside. Let me sow, let me put $100. This is above the tithing offering. I want to give this $100 to the work of the minister. Yesterday she said, I had to call and give you my testimony. She said, one of my children called me. I said, Mom, I need all your account information, and I need you to give it to me quickly. And she was like, okay. So she was calling the bank to get the account information. He paid her mortgage up for a year. He paid her mortgage up for a year. You cannot tell. Remember, if you were in Bible study, remember we were talking about not having a scarcity mentality. A scarcity mentality will put us in a position or place where we will not operate in the things of God. She said she made the decision that every month she was going to operate in the things of God, do exactly what God told her to do. It's not about the amount of the seed. It's about her operating in what God told her to do. Every month she made a decision. I'm giving $100 outside my tithe. I'm giving $100 to kingdom. And her child called her and paid her mortgage up for a full year. She does not have a mortgage payment for a full year. That's increase. That's the power of God. That's the hand of God. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And I tell people all the time when I talk about the seed or sowing, it's not for me. It's not for other people. It's for the kingdom. It's for you to get a, a concept that the word of God says, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If, if you give, it's going to be given back unto you. Press down, shake it together, run it over, shall men and women give unto your bosom. I do not know why we don't expect the giving. Some of y'all been giving so long. And this is a woman under God that I know is a huge giver. Like she will give you her last. She will give you spoons, forks, things out of her kitchen. She is a big giver. When she told me how the Lord blessed her, I'm like, my God, that's the type of expectation that we should live in, right? We should be living in this type of expectation that we will see God be faithful. And she said, no matter her circumstance, no matter her situation, she's like, I'm going to trust God and what he's asking me to do. And I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to do nothing less. And God showed up right in a time and a season, right in a time and a season. Cause she was like, okay, the holidays are coming. Christmas are coming. God showed up right in a time and a season. And this is what I love about her. She didn't think from a place in a position of, okay, this is more money for me. She started thinking about in a place, in a position, that this is more money for God. Come on, Mama Jeanette. It's about her obedience. Obedience produces something. I wish I could. I wish I could give people to give revelation and understanding. Obedience produces something. It's 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 your obedience 
Can I, your flesh will tell you to do a thousand other things. And this is not just about seesawing. This is about everything. Your flesh is very emotional. Your flesh is very emotional. Your flesh will tell you to do a thousand other things than what God wants you to do right now. Your flesh is emotional. Um, can I, I need to share, and I just, I just share this, and then I'm going to talk more about divine timing. Even with the boys, the Lord has been really streamlining them, streamlining them in their time and where they can go and who they can hang out with. Not me. The Lord has been orchestrating it. So we've been having some deep conversations in the house about feeling lonely or feeling like you're isolated. And I just keep telling them, I said, if you will operate in this God's this time and, and understand relationships this early in life, can I tell you something? God is going to do something so significant for you. If you make the decision, you know, I'm not going to move to move according to my flesh. I'm going to move according to my spirit. God is going to do something, y'all, so significant for you. Do not, do not forsake what God is asking you guys to do in the household, I promise you it's going to produce, it's going to produce the right relationships. It's going to put you in a, you're going to, it's going to put you, um, you, it's going to put you um, um, in a position and place for God to draw your people to you. God is so faithful. His hand, I say this all the time, his hand is not slack and he does not lack. But if you will get into a habit that I'm going to obey and I'm going to trust God and I'm not going to move according to emotions and I'm going to get into divine position and then I'm going to get into divine, divine timing, God is going to do everything. I told both of them, I said, I know it seems like a sacrifice at such a young age in which you guys are having to pull yourselves away and be more careful who you're hanging around and be more careful in the places that you go. And this is not even anything that I've said. This is what the Lord has been speaking to them in their personal prayer time. But I'm telling you, and this, this word is for somebody as well. I'm telling you, yo, it's not isolation. It's not isolation. It's preparation. Woo! Come on now. It's not isolation. It's preparation. The pulling away, the, the God pulling you into more holy relationships. You need holy relationships. God is pulling you into divine timing. God is sinking you. And so feeling like you have to pull away, feeling like you got to be on this narrow path, Feel, feeling the feeling the drive, that, that the, the thing to be set apart, just trust and obey God. This is not isolation, it's preparation. My God, you're going to have all the fun. I told them, I said, can I tell you something? You're going to have all the fun in life. Like you're going to have all the fun in life. Y'all going to get to be everywhere. And then the other thing I shared with them that I feel pressed in my spirit, I need to share with you. I said to them the other day, I said, I need you to significantly under understand um, this. The enemy always wants us to think in a place of a scarcity mindset. We talked about that in Bible study the other day. You, the enemy always wants us to think in a scarcity mindset. Like if we miss something now, something ain't coming greater. Ooh! If I miss something, the enemy always wants you to think in a scarcity mindset. Like if I miss out, if I make the decision that I'm going to obey God, if I make the decision that I'm going to forsake my flesh, if I make the, if I make the decision, if I, if I make the decision like right now, 
to do exactly what God does. The enemy is always in a position and place where he wants you to think, Father, that that you he wants you to think in a place of scarcity, in, in a place of lack. He wants you to think you're lacking something, that you're missing something. He wants you to always look for faith. And so I've been challenging them in the house. We're on this thing called Choose Joy. All our Christmas stuff. I got one more little piece to put up for Christmas. Two more pieces. All our Christmas stuff is up in the living room. And it is so joyful in here. Our theme for this whole Christmas for the rest of the year is Choose Joy. We're focusing on choosing joy, right? And I told them, I said, if you will stop thinking from a place of what you don't have. Oh, my God. And you start... You start thinking from a place of what you do have, you will begin to see the power of God. You will begin to enjoy the moments. You will begin to enjoy it. And so one of the things that we did was, one, we had to identify somebody who exuberates joy in our life. Because sometimes when we don't understand or know, I don't flow in this. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. When we don't understand joy because we don't know joyous people or we've not been around people, the opposite of joy is complaining, murmuring, sadness. Joy is um, deeper than happiness. Happiness is real. But joy is something you choose. Like you have to choose to be joyous. You have to choose to be joyous. You have to choose that you're going to walk in gratitude. You're going to you have to choose to be a glass half full person. You have to be cho choose to be a person that's not focused on the problem and the issue. You got to choose to be a solution minded type person. So Sunday night I was teaching the devotional um, with the kids um, at church. I teach children's and youth ministry as well. And so I was teaching the kids, I was teaching the devotional with the kids and we were talking about choosing joy, being intentional to choose joy, that joy was an intentional state of mind. And um, I asked them to identify somebody that they felt like exuberated joy and was always joyful. And we were pulling those people and we were making those people as a mark, not comparing ourselves to the person, but making those persons, making those people as a mark for a standard of what it looks like to do joys. See, happiness happiness can be up and down. You ever talk to somebody and they're good today and they tomorrow, the next day, or you talk to them one minute, they dry. You know, for one minute, they are happy. Oh, no, 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 no. And then the next day, you talk to them dry. Da, 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 da. See, that's an example of what it's like to live in happiness. But joy pulls you into an intentionality of a state. To trust God, joy is not conditional. Good joy is not based on the circumstance or the situation that I'm in. That's not that's not what it is. Joy, I choose the joy of the Lord. I choose to focus on promises. I choose to believe that every promise of God is yes and amen. I choose that this is going to be a good day. No matter the circumstance or situation that's presented my way, I choose that this is going to be a good day. Yeah, happiness is conditional. Joy is a mindset. Like joy is a mindset. So we're working on this thing to choose joy. Like we're working on this thing that no matter what, we're going to choose joy and we're going to trust in the divine timing of God. So it's, it's so like, can I share this? Yes. So, and I hope he's, I think he's going to be okay because he understands that his life is an epistle. So we've been talking about choosing joy, right? Finding somebody, finding somebody as a point of reference to choose joy. Waking up in the morning with gratitude, ending the day with gratitude, finding, um, 
finding all of the good things in the day. Like we made a decision for the next seven days, we would not murmur or complain. And then after we accomplished those seven days, that we would spend another seven days not murmuring or complaining. And that joy would just become our habit and our lifestyle, right? Joy become our habit and our heart. Being positive on a consistent basis, filled with joy. This does not mean I got some real circumstances going on in my life right now. This does not mean my God that the circumstances is in my life is not real. I got some real, like when I tell you I got some real circumstances going on in my life right now. Um, but I'm choosing the joy of the Lord. That's one of the reasons we put Christmas up so early because it was like, no, we're choosing joy. We're grateful for Thanksgiving, but we're going to choose joy for the rest of our life. So intentionality is also part of choosing joy. So every week I make the boys put up a board, right? I make the boys pull, pull up a board, put up a board. And um, every week they go through their board and they write confessions on their board. They write their goals for the week on the board. Um, remember, joy is not situ situational. Well, it, 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 let me, I'm going to give you this part of our journey. Ever since Judah was little, after his father died, he would always tell me, Mother, I really want a father on this earth. Um, and I'm going to write this. I'm going to post this as my joy post, but I feel led to show it, share it here. And so this week I had been talking to him about the fatherless child. I said to him, I said, Judah, it, Judah understands the wisdom that's supposed to come from a father. Like he understands that he is a very wise young man. He spends a lot of time in Old Testament. He understands the wisdom that's supposed to come from the father. He understands the nurture and the love that's supposed to come from a mother. And he knows the wisdom that's supposed to come from a father. They have plenty of surrogates in his life. But it is Judah's heart's desire for him to have his own father in the house. And God will and God can in God's divine timing. So this week, God will and God can and he will in his divine time and I keep and I'm speaking to him so this week we were talking about ways to choose joy and I think it was last week I spoke to Judah and I said no matter what the enemy tries to present to you you are not fatherless like you are not fatherless God will speak to you and give you the wisdom that you're looking from for from a man because he's looking for a particular type of wisdom there's something inside of him that he's looking from from an earthly father and I said to him I said I said I said to him, okay, Lord, I will. Um, I said to him, I said to him, I said, I said, there is a wisdom that God, there is a wisdom that God will still download to you. The Holy Spirit is speaking. He speaks through mentors. He speaks through situations. Like the Holy Spirit is speaking. Don't you ever think that you are, are not um, without the wisdom that you need? So this morning, um, I was going into his room because I had a shirt in his closet. <laughs> And as I was going into his room and I found the shirt in his closet, I found the shirt in closet. I turned around because I hadn't seen his board for the week. I turned around and I'm looking at his board and he's pray for my brothers daily. Spend more time listening. I'm going to post a picture of his very power. But spend more time listening to the Holy Spirit. And then I look off to the right. And I see written, God speaks. To the fatherless children. That's choosing joy. I see off to the side written. God speaks to the fatherless children. That's what was written on his board. I'm like oh my God. This is choosing joy. 
This is choosing. This 11-year-old boy wrote on the board, God speaks to the father. I, I doubt those were not even the words that I, I don't even think that's the word I use. He said, God speaks to the fatherless children. So every morning that he gets up, that's what he reads and reminds himself this week. God speaks to the fatherless children. Do you know how powerful this is? I'm like, my God, this is choosing joy. This is a decision. Instead of me uh, talking about, instead of him focusing on not having a father or the fact that the prayer, his prayer, because he prays every day, Lord, thank you for my father and thank you for my mother's husband. Instead of him focusing, saying, okay, it hasn't happened yet or the marriage hasn't happened yet. Instead, he wrote on his board, God speaks to the fatherless children. <laughs> like God speaks to the fatherless children. That's a perfect example of making a decision that, you know what, despite my prayer request, has not that has not been answered yet, Lord. Despite you have not answered my prayer request, I know that you're speaking to me. I know that you're you you have you're you're talking to me. God speaks to the fatherless children. This 11-year-old boy wrote this on his board. I'm like, oh. My God, he gets the assignment. This is what it means to choose joy. Ooh! And then that took, takes the comfort and pressure. Can I tell you something? That takes the comfort and pressure off of me as a parent because then I ain't got to rush. I ain't got to go sign up for Christian Mingle or... <laughs> Try, try, I don't have to be the answer. I ain't got to sign up for Christian Mingle. I ain't got to go make no posts. I ain't got to go to Facebook dating. I don't have to do any of that. That takes the responsibility. I ain't got to go to blackpeoplemeet.com. That takes the responsibility off of me that I don't have to rush. Because as a mother, right, as a mother, I want my kids' prayers answered. This, this, I ain't got to go to swap. I ain't got to do none of that. All I got to do is wait on the divine time of the Lord. I ain't got to do no Tinder apps. I ain't got to see no posts. That just took, I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. He gets and understands the divine time of the Lord. I ain't got to be on eHarmony. I ain't got to do none of that. I'm going to sit and wait on the divine time of the Lord because he chooses joy. Now, that doesn't mean that it's an easy situation for him, but he is waiting and understanding the divine time. Yeah, I, divine time of the Lord. Now, teacher, I'm away. Wait, I don't want to do nothing out of God. I don't want to do nothing out of God's season. I don't want to do nothing out of God's timing, and I don't want to do anything rushed. I, I want to be walking in the perfect, and not plenty of fish. Come on, Jennifer, and not plenty of fish either. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, my God. Oh, Jeanette, they have long Jeanette said, how you know all these apps? They out here, they pop up in my feed, Facebook dating, all this other strange stuff. It comes in commercials, it's everywhere. It's like they know you single and every app pops up, right? Okay, my God, <laughs> my God. Woo! Oh, we have fun. If you work, if you're if you're on the devotional, we have fun on here. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the divine timing of God, right? And then we're gonna get out of here. We ain't got but a few minutes. I'm gonna stretch this out. Yeah, it's funny, J Jasmine. You are supposed to work while you wait. Occupy till you come. <laughs> occupy, occupy until he comes. So let's talk, let's talk about divine God's divine timing. Get your notes out. We got about 10 minutes. I'm gonna give you this, and then we'll we'll flow in this. But I shared everything that I know I needed to share share with you today. So first thing you need to know is that God's ways are perfect. Woo, come on. Yeah. 
Come on, put it in your notes. Put it in your notes. God's ways are perfect. The first thing you need to know is God's ways are perfect. God has really been dealing with me in a, about a scarcity mindset. And scarcity is not just for finances. Scarcity mindset will put you in a place of, of thinking there's never enough and always put you in a place of thinking in competition. Oh my God. A scarcity mindset will also put you in a place where you rush the things of God, because you feel like you're always behind. Scarcity will put you in a position where you always feel like you're behind. Scarcity will put you in a position where you always feel like you got to make something up. Scarcity will put you in a position where you won't steal. Scarcity puts you in a position where you will not wait on the wisdom of God. Scarcity, I've been really praying about wisdom. I've been praying all my friends be wise and not in their own eyes. I've been praying that you guys walk in the divine wisdom of God because I understand how important this season is that the divine wisdom, not earthly wisdom, not emotional wisdom, wisdom, but the divine wisdom of God is so important for us in this season. So God's timing is perfect. God's ways are perfect. Period. Somebody say period. I need you to put the period on there. Come on, put the period on there. God's timing is perfect and God's ways are perfect. Period. End it right there. Period. His timing is perfect. His ways are perfect. Period. Period. It's not no, it's not no, not, well, what about a death or what about... I remember when um, we lost the baby for Judah, before Judah. I was so devastated when we lost this baby. Like when I lost the baby before Judah, I was so devastated, right? I was. My heart was broken. But can I tell you something? Judah was necessary. Judah was necessary. Judah was necessary. And actually in the Bible, when Leah has Judah and names Judah, he's also after some loss in her life, right? Then comes Judah. Then comes praise, right? And Judah has been a praise unto to my life. I remember when we lost the baby, I thought I was out of divine timing, right? Because I really wanted more children, right? I still... <laughs> Still got about one or two. I still want to have about one or two more. But anyway, so I still wanted more children, right? So like, oh, I wanted more children. And so when I lost the baby and I was older, come on, and somebody, oh, come on now. The Lord just using all my testimony this morning. I lost the baby and I was older, right? When I lost the baby, I was older, right? Because I have a trajectory of where I started having kids. Look at you, <laughs> Jojo. Um, I lost the baby and I was older. And when I lost the baby when I was older, I kind of, in my mindset, thought that was it. Like, okay, we're getting too old to be having kids. My husband's health was an issue. But in my heart, I felt the the, the desire. You saw that, Keijer. I felt the desire and the need. Uh, I wanted to have another baby. And so, like, when I lost the baby, the my, my mindset or where the enemy was trying to take me was trying to push me in a place to make me think that the loss of the baby was my finality. Woo! The loss of the baby was my finality. Like the loss, that was that was it. That was where the mindset the enemy was trying to take. He was trying to get me so overwhelmed with the loss of the baby that he wanted to put me in a position. Because I will tell you, God's, God's ways are perfect, right? God has a destiny for you, but you do have to make a decision. Oh my God. I'm going to say this again. God's ways are perfect. God has a destiny for you, but you do have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. One decision can impact whether or not you walk in your destiny. One decision to tell God no. One decision. One decision. To, 
one, de one decision to turn around, one decision not to pursue God could, can determine what happens next, right? God's ways are perfect. There is a divine time. So the enemy was trying to steal my hope. Woo! Come on now. The enemy was trying to steal my, my hope, right? But even in the midst of the trial, the Lord was trying to mature me and bring me into a place to trust him more. In every trial, in every trial, your faith will be built up. God was pulling me into a place to trust me more, right? He was pulling me in a place to trust me more. So I was beginning to understand that even in the midst of loss, even in the midst of devastation, that God's ways are perfect. Psalms 18 and 30. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. I want to read that one more time. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. God's way is perfect. And when we operate in his perfectness, right, the word of the Lord will always prove to be true. Like the, the word of the Lord is always be true. The desire to have the desire, I'm going to get you, Jojo. The desire to have a baby was not put in my heart by myself. Really, the desire to put in my, was put in my heart. The boys and I were talking about some decisions that were made the other day. When I first graduated from high school, I had a scholarship to Dillard University, but my mother didn't want me to go, right? And we were just talking about this the other day. And Judah and Josiah said, and I offer, also had an offer from the Navy, like the, my score is so high on my ASVAB, the Navy was in full pursuit of me. They was calling, they was calling my mama, they was emailing, they were talking to me, they were doing, <laughs> Jennifer White said, worry about that. They were doing all of these different things trying to get at me. But my mom did not want me to go to the Navy, nor did she want me to go dealers. Now, what happened next, somebody could see as lost time or mistakes or issues of all these other things. But it was not. And as we were driving, Judah and Josiah said, man, if you had went to Dillard or you had went to the Navy, you had went to the Navy, we probably wouldn't have been born. And I had to pause and think because we wouldn't have been born. If mama, if you would have went to the Navy, you'd have been all over this world. And we may not have been born in the time that we were supposed to to be born. So God's ways are perfect and the word of the Lord needs truth and he is a shield for all of those that take refuge in him. So even when my mother told me, no, you can't go to Dillard or no, you don't need to go and go into the Navy. God's ways were being worked out in my life. <laughs> Come on now. God's ways were being worked out in my life. Because God's ways are perfect and God's ways are true. Galatians, Galatians 4 and 4. But when the fullness of time had come, woo, Jesus, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Right? Come on, y'all. And somebody, I know some of y'all, come on now. Come on now. Come on now. My God. Let me read that again. Galatians 4 and 4. But when the fullness of time had come, when the fullness of time had come, come on now, God sent forth his son, born of a woman and born under the law. Woo! 
You got to understand God's ways are perfect. God's timing is never too early. And I'm going to end on this. God's timing is never too early. And God has never been late. Ooh, what about my mess ups? What about all the mistakes, Lakeisha? Ooh, come on now. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you a scripture for that too today. What about all my mess ups? What about all my mistakes? Romans 8 and 28 tells us, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to him who are calling to purpose. Even your mistakes, even your missiles, guess what's going to happen? That's all going to work together for the good of those that love the Lord. Oh, right? Because God's time, God, God's timing, God's ways are perfect. He's never early and he's never been late. Oh, my God. God is so sovereign in accomplishing his divine purpose in our lifetime. God is so, he's sovereign in accomplishing our purpose in our life. He's in complete control of everything and everyone from everlasting to everlasting. That's the kind of God we serve. My God. So God's ways are perfect. God's ways, God's ways, I don't care if you have the worst day. God's ways are perfect. You just got to make a decision to choose joy. Okay, that's it for that. Put a pen in it. We're still talking about Mark for our glory. We're still talking about the divine time of God. We're still praying over our children. Remember, this week, our prayer target for our children and for ourselves is love for others. Romans 12, 13, Galatians 5 and 22. God desires for your children to love others. He is against hatred. He is against envy. He is against malice. Malice. He is against bitterness. And he is against hostility. Let's get our confession in. In the name of Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God. Therefore, I'm entitled to covenant kindness and covenant favor. The favor of God is among his righteous. The favor of God surrounds the righteous. Therefore, it surrounds me everywhere I go and in everything I do. I expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation in my life. Never again will I be without the favor of God. It rests richly on me. It profusely abounds in me. I'm a part of the generation that is experiencing God's favor immeasurably, limitlessly, and surpassingly. Therefore, favor produces supernatural increase, promotion, restoration, honor, increased assets, greater victories, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, petitions granted, policies and rules changed, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. The favor of God is on me. Ooh, somebody say that. The favor of God is on me, and it goes before me. Declare that over your life before we get off here. The favor of God is on me. Type that in the comments. The favor of God is on me. Come on, I feel that strong in my spirit. The favor of God is on me. Declare that over your life today. The favor of God is on me. The favor of God is on Javen. The favor of God is on Jaleel. The favor of God is on Josiah. The favor of God is on Judah. The favor of God is on Lyric. The favor of God is on Shiloh. The favor of God is on Zayden. The favor of God is on Casey. The favor of God is on Logan. The favor of God is on Tayana. The favor of God is on Angela. The favor of God is on Sandra. The favor of God is on Tammy. Declare that over your life. The favor of God is on me. Ooh, and it goes before me. 
Therefore, my life will never be the same. This is the time of God's favor in my life. That is the favor of God in Jesus' name. Amen. That's our confession. We've been sending those out in the email. If you are not subscribed to our email, go to the website, subscribe to the email so you can get all our information. And then go over to YouTube and like our YouTube channel. The favor of God is on me. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to our website to give a gift to this ministry, to tithe, to sow, go over to our website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there, or cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Can I tell you what the Lord is doing? He's resetting your thinking. Woo! He's resetting your thinking for the assignment He has on your life. I hear you, Lord. He's resetting your thinking for the assignment that you have on your life. He's resetting your thinking. He's restoring you. He's bringing you up to a higher level. You haven't been thinking big enough. <laughs> you haven't been thinking broad enough. You've been thinking in scarcity. And God is a God of limitless power. And God is a God of limitless resources. And God is trying to expand your thinking so you can think different, so you can move. Things. You have not thought, you're not thinking big enough. You're not thinking into, you're not thinking infinitely like God is. You're not thinking for the generation and the generations. God is trying to remove scarcity from your mindset to understand that he is He is the God. Oh, yo, I love that. Can I tell you something? If I were you, I'd say, reset me, Father. <laughs> oh, I'm about to go. I would declare, I would ask him, reset me, Father. <laughs> reset me, reset me, reset me. Go beyond my thought process. I tell him that all the time, every day. That's that that's that's how you walk in humility. Reset me, Lord. I don't know the plans you have for me. Reset me, reset me, Lord. Reset my thinking so that I can walk into the fullness of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Love is an action word. God wants, somebody else needs to experience God's love. Let somebody else, why? Because it's kingdom, baby. That's the kingdom kind of way. I see you back here in the morning, live at five. Um, oh, thank you, Lord. No, Jojo, thank you. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. <laughs> thank you for Jojo. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, let me say this. Dear Jesus, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. Hey, if you, we have the Dream Academy by LMJ Ministries once a month coaching, free, free coaching. This is what I do. Coaching is a part of my, the, the mantle, the call in my life to put you out of person. Once a month, the Dream Academy, free coaching. Um, if you're not involved in that, you might want to get involved in. We come in the first month. Um, God completely rerouted that thing. I was on a different trajectory, and he says, here's how I want to do it. Um, this is part of the assignment. Coaching, free. I'm not even charging for this. I've done, I charge for this. I'm not even charging for this. So if you're not a part of that group, you might want to become a part of that group. What God is going to do next over the next year is going to be powerful. Saturday, I will be live. We will be live Saturday um, um, at Magnolia. And then get registered for Pillow Talk. That's it. And don't forget about Feed the Streets, November the 20th. We need 40 turkeys. 
We need 40 turkeys. We need 40 turkeys. We need 40 boxes of cake. We need 40 icings. We're going to send that list out today. Don't forget about Feed the Streets. You can donate or you can send us a turkey or bring a turkey. I love y'all. Love. See you in the morning. Live at 5. Love, peace, and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your knowledge. Thank you for understanding who we are. Thank you for your benevolence today. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness. And we thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.